47 in this bitch. Will 53. Coming up out the street, bitch. I'm coming up out the curb. Back on my shit, I've been murdering these verses. Bitches coming up to me, what's poppin', Lil G? Give a fuck about the rumors and what enemies gon' think. Southside on mine, fuck it up, then I leave. Find out where you live at, we fuck around and go deep. Now look at me, I'm living in a mansion. Starting from the bottom, sleeping on a dirty mattress. Black bandana on, got my own fashion. 47 beanie with the black Supreme jacket. Back on Tweety Boulevard, where the shit happened. I don't really know, but fucking hoes. Was a habit. Hey, 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 hey. Mobbing through Atlantic. Hey, hey, hey. Who the fuck wants static? So, what is it? 44 of Chicano ish. Uh, this is Buzz, and I'm, I'm kicking it off with my guy. Uh, go ahead, man. You can say who you are. This is Edgar Alviso. Everyone, every, everyone, uh, round of applause for Edgar. He's one of our, one of I, our, I'm gonna clap main, too. <laughs> main guys. I, I, we show love to it's, it's, and uh, we appreciate your support, man. Now, definitely, you know, I, I put those, uh, those fire emojis whenever you're putting up those yeah. videos, man. I appreciate that, bro. Speaking of, I, I've actually been working on one. It's, it's uh, I'm gonna make a short film. It's gonna be like 15 minutes, so not too many people. Watch. I, you're gonna have the true people watch it, man. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. I, I finished a minute of it already. <laughs> let, let, let me guess. Uh, let me guess. At, at any point, is there gonna be a, a shot of um, of uh, a Mickey's bottle? Or a can on it. <laughs> Literally, but yeah. Yeah, pretty I was much. I'm telling you. Telling you, every time yeah. I see that, uh, to be honest with you, I've never tried Mickey's. I've what? seen it at the store. I've seen it at the store, and I've been wanting to try it, but yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little too, I don't know. I guess I'm picky. So whenever yeah. I see it, but I hear you talk about it, like if it's so good, man, I'm going to have to try it. I, I, man, I love it. That's literally one that's actually my favorite i i've actually um i had miller miller light for the first time like two months ago like I, i'm late but when i had that i was like actually this is my favorite wow but uh i, I i've always been more of a of a guy that uh, i like the the sugar drinks i i like i guess oh. uh and not, not to sound uh uh not as manly but uh, I like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, I like the, the mics or the Smirnoffs or even some Jack oh, and Coke, yeah. something mixed, you know, but the, the actual bitterness of the beer, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not my yeah. flavor. Oh, okay. It, uh, it takes, it takes a real man to admit that, man. Yeah. I, I can wear, I can wear pink. That's not, that's not no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm... Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> women's clothes like a fat lady probably owned it before me oh no <laughs> some of the things you some of the things you get from um from the oh my god what are those called uh, the stores the hand-me-down stores or what are they the yep, yep. the second-hand stores second-hand stores yes i'm sorry i blanked down now oh no that's all good yeah. man yeah yeah uh, they yeah, have good yeah, stuff I, out there 
Yeah, I'm, I personally like the uh, the vintage looking stuff, man. I, I so that, that's actually what I what I was gonna uh, veer off into, man. Was back when you were living in Cali, it was probably not cool to go to thrift stores, huh? No, no, I, I don't believe so. When when I was uh, younger, and we're talking about about maybe like ninety five, ninety six, when I was starting to when I was in junior high, one of the things that uh, since we came from uh, from Mexico in in eighty nine, my mom brought us. She was always into that, um, into you know, of course she was she was very Mexican. So yeah. she would tell me, well, why don't you go to school with your your shirt tucked in? And wouldn't it be nice if you take these boots? I'm like, I'm not gonna go with a shirt tucked in <laughs> boots to junior high. Right. But but that's what she that's what she wanted and. Um, Luckily, we would go to to the swap meets, and at the swap meet uh, here in uh, by us over here in Bakersfield, yeah, uh, they would uh, we would get the the, the shirts the um, the three four ten dollars. Oh shit! And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, she a lot of times she wouldn't. I heard a couple times she would go to the to the thrift stores. Now she goes a lot. Now she goes a <laughs> lot to them because she likes to find those deals there. But before she she would try to, but no, we, we would tell her, hey, let's just go back to the swap meets. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel that. It's it's a good feeling, man. I'm I mean, uh, when when you get ten shirts for five dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Wait, I don't know if I don't know if you guys ever saw them over there, but they, there was um at the swap meet you could get those the uh, those they were plain white shirts they just had in the front like. Like a, an Aztec calendar or an eagle, and in the uh, back they would have like the Virgin or yeah. different stuff like that. That that was you could easily tell when a kid would walk up to school like that, and yeah. you, you you'd be able to know, hey, he got that at the swap meet. Yeah, would would you guys was that a good? That was a good place to go then. Yeah, yeah, especially in those times in the mid nineties. Yeah, it was popping at the swap meet time. Yeah, did did uh people skateboard around where you were, bro? Because uh, I, like um, California for sure, but I know, you know, like Wisconsin. That's when skating pretty much was introduced, mid nineties, early nineties. Uh, how how was that in uh, over Cali? Over here, at least with us, and in, in, in this area where where I'm at, by the in the Central Valley, yeah. Um, there was a lot a lot of skating going on at the schools be, sure. before our our high school. Yeah. Right now, it's all uh, closed off. It's uh, fenced off and everything, and people aren't allowed to go out anymore during uh, during like breaks or things. But yeah. before, the, during my time, yeah, man, it was all opened up. And during the night and during um, even lunch, you would see people that are not in the high school. They would still roll up and buy uh, benches, just start skating right there. And oh, it, it was, um, yeah, you'd be able to see all kinds of stuff. But now they have the parks, those skating parks. But and, yeah, and, yeah. Um, that works out for people more now. But before, yeah. wherever they can find it. That, yeah, that basically, yeah, that, that'll, like, keep them occupied. And, I mean, I mean that that's, like, designated, a designated spot for skating. So, yeah, I mean, definitely. For, for some reason, bro, the, the street skating, like the 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 places that they don't want you to skate, are always the best spots to skate. <laughs> well, of course, anytime anybody tells you don't do that, you're like, well, <laughs> right. let me go and 
See why not? Let me try it. Yeah, right. That's like telling you. That's like telling you, no, I want you to skate right here. Exactly. So yeah, so did did any cholos that you knew skate? No, man, definitely not. They they did not. They they stuck to their to yeah. making sure they had um they had their the, their legs with that one like that V when they're opened up like that uh <laughs> yeah. with the like that stands and making uh, sure that uh, the 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 glasses the um, the looks were on nice and tight. <laughs> Dude, it, yeah. it was not about skating, man. Damn, not at all, huh? No. It, so, it looks so, cool. Maybe that's the reason why I never learned. Yeah. Yeah, right? Fuck. Yeah. Did did you have any uh oh so growing what what gang were you uh you know around mainly? Well over here, um with us there was a lot of um there was uh one called D Street, uh 18th Street. But mainly for, for the full town, the people that represented around the town was uh, este, eh, Barrio Huasco Rifa. And uh, for BWR, yeah. that, that's, that's the main thing that they did here. But in my little section, because I lived in the labor camp, where yeah. it was the low-income housing for people that worked in the fields. And oh, shit, over there, yeah. for, for us, we, we called it the, the LBC, the labor camp. The east side of uh, labor campus where oh, we were shit. at, and that's that's what we were trying to to throw up our little gang signs and everything. Yeah, but, man. But th- that time, it's when you'd be able to to uh, open your window, and as soon as you open your window, you'd be able to smell that smoke, that uh, that weed smoke, someone passing by, uh-huh. or that that loud music bumping, rattling your windows. It was a whole <laughs> different scene during the the mid to late 90s at least for me that that's the time i could remember yeah that that should definitely down nowadays huh yeah dude i don't know why i'm i i still stuck with that so even in my truck i i have a a sub i mean it's not as big as it used to be but i have a sub oh, yeah. in back of the seat i have my amplifier and and i'm connecting all that straight to my stock stereo now which was <laughs> difficult to do before yeah. but I, I've I've had to. I, I, that's just who I am. I need to have bass, loud music, in order to listen to something. Really? Yeah, man. It, it's. Yeah. I, I know there's songs that we all have. Those songs that we listen to with our windows up, which you don't have to yeah. have loud bass. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, but when you're trying to be cool, you know, even though nobody gives a shit anymore how, what you're doing, but. Yeah. Even when I, and I'm trying to, you know, get that comfortable feeling, that turn up my music and turn down the windows. But it's yeah. not like before when people, as soon as you rolled up anywhere, they used to just look to see what who it was and what you were listening to. And look at, who is that? Let's see, Edgar? Oh, shit, that's Edgar? <laughs> shit. And no, nobody <laughs> knows who, who, who I am now. I just go, yeah. go to work, come home, go to work, come home, and that's it. <laughs> yep. Yep, just do that and repeat. So, that being said, you being involved with that life, uh, like you know, or you know, just generally speaking, you being involved with that life, did have yeah. you ever got into any fight? Oh man, and fights, dude. It it um, even before I completely um joined with the with having those friends around. Yeah. Um. In elementary. 
be before even junior high, right as sick. as things were turning that I was that was hanging out with those people. Yeah, that that was the time that I would get into, and especially in in school into fights. And my mom would be at um at school all the time talking to the principal. They knew each other already from so much time that they spent talking in the office about me. <laughs> Uh, from from taking from taking a knife to school so I can carve my name on on a tree at school, and then <laughs> yeah yeah, pops made a reference to carving names on a tree on uh one of the previous episodes. Oh really? yeah, but uh, yeah, from doing that and and um getting in in fights with other kids and dude, I I even one of the times I was um. Because I used to, on the area where we lived by the labor camp, it, I guess you could call it, it was the wrong side of the tracks because we lived on the other side of the railroad tracks. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. We When we were crossing, me and a couple of friends to go to school uh, through the railroad tracks so we can cross the street. Because back in those days, we didn't have the, the helicopter parents that had to know where we were all the time. So we would walk to school long distance by ourselves. Right. Uh, cross, crossing the railroad tracks, I I found... Don't tell anybody, okay? But I found a, a porno magazine that said "girls, <laughs> girls, girls." I stuffed it in. <laughs> I stuffed it in my backpack, and uh, we went to school. I don't know, you know, being stupid. I, I showed a couple of friends. Look, check this out. This <laughs> what I found, and I ended up getting in trouble for that. So when I got I got caught with that, my mom went to school, talked to the principal, and then after that, as soon as I got out from talking to the principal. I found that guy, yeah. and then I got a fight with him. So that was another fight, dude. That was oh, all the time getting into fights for stupid things, man. <laughs> Do you still have that magazine by any chance? <laughs> no, dude. Uh, you know what? In, in, in all reality, I, I wish I did because it became part of history now. Nobody really <laughs> has magazines. It was ripped up and everything, but it, I, when you're – what age was this? I want to say somewhere around – 10 years old and you find something like that. Nine, 10 years old and you find something like that, dude. That's like gold. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Your best find at nine or 10. Dude, Damn. That, did you, so did you win that fight? Uh, most of them I did. Yeah. Really? But that, 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 that's, that's because since I was always, um, I mean, I'm not too tall. I'm right now, I'm 5'2, so it's not, I'm not the tallest, but. I guess yeah. I've been this size since that age, so oh, uh, okay. I, I always I always felt I needed to yeah. to fight more to oh, make yeah. up for all that, you know. So yeah, that yeah. I, I I kicked some ass, man. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's good, man. So so you you said you're five, how how tall? About five two, five two and a how, half. How tall was MC Magic? MC Magic was just, just about my height, man. He was maybe about uh, five. I don't know. I want to say five three. And this is not facts, all right. So nobody go out and yeah, check right, it and right. Google it. Yeah, yeah. It, it it seemed like he was about there, about five. Um, yeah, I say about five four or so, five five three, five yeah. four. And, yeah. and uh, the, the thing he he told me you need to get because I had in my um I, I have uh, uh still the Nikes, the Air Force ones. But I wasn't oh, yeah, wearing yeah. them that day. I was wearing some uh, Nike courts. And oh, okay. when when he looked at me, he said, you need to get some of, the, some of these Nikes, the, the Air Force Ones, because they have a thicker sole area. The parts a little bit higher. 
And I'm like, okay, yeah. that's what I'm going to start doing from now on. Start wearing my Nike Air Force Because <laughs> yeah. they give me that extra half inch. Yep, yep, they do, man. I wear I uh, straight, like, Vans. So I'm pretty much, my height is like, it doesn't it doesn't alter it. Or it just stays the same because Vans yeah, don't even have it. True to height yeah. on that one. Yep. But when I, whenever I work, wear my work boots, I have insoles, you know, like super thick ass insoles. So I'm like five eight in boots. <laughs> and oh shit! But yeah, See, my height is like five 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 six. They, they talking about a, shoes. Yeah. Yeah, the, talking about shoes. Um, did did you ever hear of um? I think it was another skater brand, but there was one when when I was younger. Uh, Osiris. Yeah, the puffy Osiruses. Yeah, dude, those yeah. were cool, man. I used to change out my laces wearing those. Yeah. Even though I didn't skate, but I had them on. Right. Change out my laces every time I had a different shirt to match yep. that color with the thick laces. Were Were they the um the the shiny black ones, or did you get the like the puffy like suede material ones? Yeah, the the suede ones. There was a like a oh, light gray yeah. and white. Yep. Damn. Those those are OG man. Yeah, were they those, comfortable? Those they they were, but. It was just way too thick on that on that um that tongue man. It was too much. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I remember how they look. They're still around too. I, I have a, a couple of um of pictures on even on the yeah. on the Instagram where you can see that the the laces are switched out to different colors, but you can oh, see the, the you can see the puffiness of those shoes in the front. How they would yeah. like pop out like that. Oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Did did you wear jeans baggy enough to cover the tongue? The some of them, yeah, the beyond baggy jeans from uh, yeah from uh, Anchor Blue. I don't, I don't know if Anchor you Blue, if you ever went Anchor to that, so yeah. No, Maybe actually, before they yeah, got closed down. Nope, nope, never been there actually. What 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 what, what did they mainly have there? Well, they had these um. Uh, they they had a lot of screen shirts, the screen printed shirts. Oh, uh, okay. Which okay. they were pretty cool, but then they also, of course, had the when you when you got there, they were just the regular pants. Then they had the baggy pants. Then they had the beyond baggy, and then oh my god, there there was some some real big jeans. They they were cool though, cause um, a lot of the other guys were wearing those uh, those Jenko jeans when they would uh, skate, just cause. They would cover up your whole leg, but the waist was yeah. the the right the right uh, uh, inseam for you for to you yeah. uh, like 30, 34, 32, But then the bottom was even a thirty and thirty four, which that uh, you were yeah. walking around looked like if you were hovering. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. What what uh what size pants do you currently wear right now? Right now, I've gone down. I wear I wear a thirty one. I used to always wear like oh, a 32 or, or maybe in a 33, but I always had that habit. I don't, that's not my waist. I always had that habit where I needed to wear a belt just because yeah. I, I would uh, wear them um, just, I guess, like almost normal, a little bit bigger than normal where they would still fit me nice and comfortable. Yeah. But my waist had to, I had to wear a belt. Now, yeah. I started to recently in the last, um, Two two years, wearing wearing them a little bit tighter, and I don't want to say they're 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 probably slim, but they're not skinny or anything like that. Right, right. right. I wear skinny jeans. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I wear them now smaller, which 
it's it's more comfortable now, but I never wanted to to wear pants that actually fit me. Shit, yeah, because you could you could kind of you could grow out of them, honestly. Yeah, or you could like get bigger. I I don't know how much do you weigh though. I don't weigh a lot of, right now. I think I'm at a at about a hundred and hundred and maybe fifty five. Oh, okay. Hundred fifty five or sixty. Yeah. The pants I I just wore them like that because that's it. It, uh, it just I got stuck to it. That's just something I I would always wear. Right. So I. I they they didn't look baggy or really bad or anything. They just yeah. looked, they looked right for me, but I know I can okay. go low. I could have gone uh, smaller. But right, I just, right. It was. I, I guess I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a part of, of what everybody was doing. I was like, no. Yeah. I used to wear them. I used to wear them a little baggy, so I'm gonna keep wearing them baggy. Right. <laughs> but I, I I guess I finally gave in to what everybody else was doing. Yeah. Smaller <laughs> smaller jeans. Yeah, the fucking crazy part is everyone's going back to baggy now. Are they? Yeah, I should say. Well, I don't want to be a part of the crowd, so I don't want to be a part of the crowd, so I'm going to stick to 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 the slim jeans now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I realized, man, cuz in in high school I wore pretty like they were skinnier than than most pants. You know, they were actually skinny jeans. Yeah, and um, shit, I liked them, but I fucking after high school I gained weight, and then I still tried wearing them, and I'm like, man, why am I wearing these? <laughs> so so I bought like some super baggy pants, and I felt like I could move around faster. I was like, what the fuck? I feel like I could run faster, and then uh, I lost weight, and now I just like baggy pants though. They're just comfortable, man. Like if I. Yeah, they, they they've always been comfortable. I I, I thought as yeah. soon as I started going to to the the, the smaller ones, the slims, yeah. I, I I kept thinking, oh, my feet look bigger. I look yeah, I look awkward. Exactly. But I, I guess you don't. Now that I, I I've been wearing them more and more, and yeah. every, everything does look proportionate. I never liked that one look that people were doing where it was a. I mean, not not, not to say anything bad about anybody, but right, right. where where the shirt was big. The pants yeah. were small, and then your oh, feet, where well, your shoes came out. I, I, I thought it. My wife always calls it like looking like a upside down Dorito. You know, like your <laughs> yeah. top is big, the bottom is small. Yeah, seriously. I, I honestly, that's that's not one of my favorite looks either. Yeah, I that's maybe that's the reason why I, I, I wore my jeans like that, still a little bit baggier, just because it looked more proportionate. Everything was more uniformed, but. Yeah. But no, I guess not. Yeah. Not anymore, man. Yeah, that's true. Well, were were you one of the uh, the more fashionable people back then? I tried. I tried, dude, and and I guess yeah. I tried, and I I ah uh, I would end up. I now that I recognize it because I'm a parent now. But dude, I made <laughs> my mom. I made my mom spend some money that she didn't need to, man. Yeah, because yeah. I I needed I needed to wear to wear I wear those um the the fubus that that people were wearing oh, yeah the um yep. mecca mecca Wu Tang um oh, there was one man. called the 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 Bronx 
the brands. And, um, there, there was a, a lot of freaking brands that were coming out from uh, from the East Coast that we were all eating up over here. We were all wearing, and yeah. I, I just I just had to. Um, lugs were a little expensive, and yeah, of course. Of course, Nikes. That's when I started stopped wearing the the Cortezes, and I was going to the phase where it, where everybody else thought it was cool just to be on on their part because I wanted to try and be a, a the, the cool guy in school too. With them. yeah, and I yeah. was moving out from my my cholo gangster phase to hanging around with them, but I thought I had uh, to completely yeah. play the part. So that's why I I would ask for these brands that were. At those times, dude, these these shirts were like forty dollars, fifty dollars shirts, and I'm like, and that was back in the, in the Damn. like ninety ninety eight ninety nine two thousand. Dude, I would a lot more money, man. I wouldn't even pay that now, man. <laughs> God yeah. damn, forty. Yeah, that's that inflation has definitely gone up. So back then, that was a, that was a crispy buck. Oh yeah, definitely. But she, she at towards the towards the end when I was already uh, in high school. Yeah. And and even a little bit before high school, she she made me work for it. She would um she had a full time job. She had a um she was working at the roses. My mom was working at the roses. Um, yeah. At a warehouse, but she would take some uh, vacation time, at least a, a month and a half or so off, and take yeah. me to work in the take me to work in the fields. Oh, so, shit. so I would go and uh, I would hoe cotton or pick grapes or do different jobs that she would take me to go do. And the money I did, she would give me like 20, 30 bucks out of a check, but the rest of it she would keep for school clothes. All my sisters uh-huh. would, would do the same. So Damn. when it came time to buying the school clothes, there was, there was a fund for it that I, I worked for. So she yeah. got smart. She got smart. Yeah. Able to do that, right? Thankfully, you don't really realize back then, man. Like, but now I'm pretty sure you're like, fuck. Like, it it is kind of fuck. You know, I think it's. I've never really had. I never really cared about clothes too much when my parents were paying for it. Yeah, I started. I started caring about clothes when I started working mainly so that was pretty good hey now um, i heard you you moved up on some jobs man on the other episode you guys oh, were talking about dude, dude. That, that that was cool moving up like that and and yeah. that, you know letting the the wind take you where it may and finding right. your, your spot dude it's only been two weeks since i've been there but this is honestly the best job i ever had man like the people are cool they they love history uh, my supervisor, he's, dude, he's crazy. He's just like, he, he's having an hour break today. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, I don't give a shit. He was like, I'm fat. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he always says that whenever, uh, whenever, uh, there's a problem, he says he's fat. I'm like, I, I mean, I guess. That, that's his. Uh, that's how he can write it off, huh? Yeah, you know this some... happened because I'm fat. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything though. Like shit, that it, doesn't. 
And talking about um, now that you brought up history, I, I have an obscure fact for you, okay, about uh, World War Two. World War Did II. you know? Did you know that uh, British soldiers got a ration of three sheets of toilet paper per day during World War Two, when American soldiers had twenty-two sheets that they could use per day. I did not know that. Of toilet. Oh, I got you with one, huh? Toilet paper, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. Now, now imagine the pandemic. People giving you just two, uh, three pieces, three sheets of toilet paper a day. Man, that yeah, that'll be fucked up. I just shit myself. I'm telling you. you and... I'll go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, you, you go. Okay. Now I was gonna say, dude. That's and there was no. Um, uh, those bathrooms, the what is it, the the, the toilets the that out, uh, shit the water? Out, oh yeah, the outhouses. No, yeah, the the, um, the other ones that right now people use. Um, oh my god, the ones that started oh, porta potties. Yeah, yeah, and none of that stuff that you'd be able to use because they didn't have any paper, man. Oh, That's man, not cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. And you know what's fucked up is uh, World War Two is pretty terrible, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. World War One was even worse. The condition, say, bro, because the, uh, bro, it was all trench warfare. They were shitting in their trench uh, trenches. They all and, they, and, oh, and putting it, putting it, putting it in a, in a little baggie and throwing it to the opposite team, man. <laughs> yeah, all right, setting it on fire. <laughs> they they would uh throw it on no man's land though, which is the bar- the the area pretty much it's one trench from another so it's the yeah. the area in the middle so they would they would throw shit in in the middle but because because at that point if they wanted to get close enough to do real damage they had to send someone go through that no man's land and then yeah. and get across yeah. yeah usually it would it would be like a tank or something um, or, or or just a crazy guy that that had to sacrifice yeah. himself. Do you? How, how big are you into history? Would you say? I I like history. It's, history is one of those things. Um, has been one of those things that I I um I appreciated more. I was never yeah. into into math. I I hated math and nope, me too. History was one of the things that I I did like. I I guess I, I put myself. There, whenever I, I hear a lot, like a story of something that happened, I've always been the type of person to to put myself there and and I guess be there and look around and see what 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 was really happening, like Western times. Uh, sometimes I even sit here and uh, I live um, where I live here in Wasco. You can hear the the train when the train passes. You can yeah. hear the train when when they're. They're they're doing they're using the air horn and everything. When uh, I'm sometimes I've been uh, awake at night where I can't go to sleep and then the train passes and then I tell I tell myself how would it had been being here in those old um, wooden cabins that they had right. when the train was passing and then the horses and the uh, walking around on, on on the street and everything. How, how could how was that time? You know I. Try and put myself there and 
Dude, it's um, yeah, it's a whole different world that passed way before you were even born. So right. someone, someone there had to have been thinking, how is the future? Maybe they were thinking about what I'm living through, and I'm thinking about what they lived through. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, right? I do the same exact thing, dude. It's like it's almost like like a fiction story. Like it feels like or a. a Sorry, we're just imagining that you're them and role playing almost, and trying to um, feel their empathize. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you ever saw that that um that movie, the um Back to the Future. I think it was three when they got stuck in a in, in the western in the west. Oh no, I never seen uh no. Back to the Future three nah. I did, there was there was a a part where the, the the train is going and then they have to uh, get ahead of it and all this and and I'm thinking to myself, oh, crazy stuff if if something like that would, had happened like right here real because I have how I told you I have the the train train station and the train passing yeah. by here so close I hear it, that's one of the the things that that hasn't really changed, uh, the train doing that so. That same type of thing was happening in, in the 1700s. It's happening right now with a train passing by your town. And that's that's not, hasn't changed. So right. something like that is able to sound like that is able to take you back, even though I didn't live through it, you know? Right. Wow. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point, man. Like, yeah, that's yeah. centuries before you and it's still doing its thing. <laughs> yeah, I always so, thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So how how knowledgeable would you say you are with history? I, I I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, maybe I'm yeah. not. I might not be the most. Okay. Because it interests me in a way that I can. I, I like watching documentaries about like the 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 longest running light bulb uh, that's <laughs> been since uh, I don't remember since like the 20s or whatever. Over a hundred years it's oh, been shit. on. It's been on yeah. in a, in a um, fire station house. I don't remember where here in the United States. I, I can I, I like Look. watching those things. I like thinking about them. But I don't know why. Uh, after a while that I see these things, it it kind of fades away in my mind. But then when I see it yeah. again, I'm able to 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 um, go back into that time and recall it. I can I remember it. But oh, okay. as far as taking like a test on it, I've never been a good test taker, man. But I like it. I'm able to put myself there when I'm. Uh, when I'm uh, watching these documentaries and yeah. and uh, taking these things out, but nobody else around here in my house likes to to watch these old type oh, of documentaries, yeah. so so I have to watch yeah, them whenever I'm that. at work by myself. Yep, yep, me too, me too. <laughs> so so all right to end this uh, interview, this conversation with me and you, I want yeah, yeah I want to end it on uh on this note. All right, and and uh, if if you get all of them right, you get street cred from me forever. Oh shit! Let's let's. I guess let's let's do this. You know what? And even if you don't, uh, you still do. So, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's go. I, I I'm ready. All right. So, World War One start and end. When did World War Two start and end? And when did Vietnam War start and end? Oh, bro, I don't, I, I I'm not gonna get this because I, I know um, World War One was 
and 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 it would be so easy for me to to go ahead and look at my phone okay and give you the right answer yeah but right, I'm, not gonna, right. I'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna tell you uh <laughs> world war one uh i want to say somewhere in 
Yeah, yeah twenty years. It, it went. It was. It was technically. Uh, fifty-five. Yep, to seventy-seven. 77, 76, 70, yeah, 77, I would say. And um, that one was a pointless war, honestly. Yeah. That one was, that one was really pointless. It, it brought in, it, though, though a lot of good music from the 70s, 60s, and 70s. It yeah. was a lot of good music. Yeah, one, one that I always remember was, uh, not because not I lived in that era, but because, like, I watched documentaries. Oh, you remember, huh? Yeah, I was there. Bro. Yep. Uh, was uh, Johnny Be Good? Or, or yeah. You know, it's it's like a little rock song by um. Yeah. Who? I'll send it to you later, but it's a good song. Wow, you you pretty much know your ship. Well, it, I I I know I got it close enough. At least uh, World yeah. War Two, I I was there. I I know. Oh, right on. Not not, not that I was there in World War Two, but yeah. I was dead on on dates. Now, what what was the blood type of every single general that fought in those world wars? See, you got me on that one. <laughs> the same way, the same way I got you on on the, the rations of toilet paper. Toilet paper yeah. yeah. You know what? How about how about we just uh uh call it even then? Call it a tie. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, was that sounds good. good. Man. I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. That was a great conversation, and uh, I'm I'm gonna pass you over to uh, who's going next, uh, Brittany. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you you uh, having a 43 minute conversation with me. That was pretty cool, man. Uh, anytime, man. Anytime. Definitely look forward to it again. All right, bro. I'll see you later then. Yeah, see you, man. Should we finish recording? Okay. All right, guys. Welcome to Beanie's Beans segment. Um, interviewing Edgar Alvizo. How are you feeling, Edgar? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm just uh, excited. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. All right. So, um, one of the first questions I wanted to start off with is um, oftentimes whenever you tend to say like, hey, what's new or what's going on? We try to think of this thing that we recently did or or some of the things are like that can stand out. But I actually want to ask you the opposite. Um, so my question is, what is your favorite part of your everyday life? Like, you know, that one moment where you find just just peace or something that you look forward to. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. And I hope it's not, it's not the, the, the sappiest thing that you've ever heard, but I, I, I really, really enjoy getting home. And uh, when I open up my door, my, which my seven-year-old daughter used to do come running to me and hug me, but now my my almost two-year-old daughter, my one and a half-year-old, comes and she mm-hmm. runs up to me and hugs me, even though if it's for a couple of seconds. Yeah. Uh, she hugs me and then and then walks away. My, my son used to do it, but he's twelve now. Yeah, I they, grew up <laughs> going, going through my kids and them coming up to me. I don't know, maybe because because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad, because I'm a father. Yeah. It could have been if you ask me this. Um, a couple years ago, well, before I got married, 
maybe it'd be different. But right uh, yeah, now, I can imagine. That's the best part. That's the, that's the best part right now. Yeah, that and that's true because you never you think back to when you were young and and you didn't really have many meaningful ties to anything you would just walk into the house and do what you do but it's crazy now I find myself too I can't wait to get home because I know this is gonna greet me at the door and just jump on me and sniff whatever I have for lunch or something um so it's it's the little joys in that it can make you happy and and you stop and, and smell the roses more so. Um, so yeah, yeah that was, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I guess, but for me to, to get a little bit deeper into that, the, the reason behind that, it's um, because of not, uh, well, growing up without a, without a dad, without a father, I am taking all that in as much as I can. So whenever I, get here and uh, I, I want that reaction I was never able to give it so mm-hmm. I look forward to getting it and whenever I see them run to me and give me a hug like how I said even if it's for a, a minute a, co- a little bit just enough to know that I'm home already oh it's bliss it's, it's definitely bliss yeah nice that's, that's a good answer um so what I kind of wanted to go into more um is just I guess the the dynamic of of family. You have a favorite gift that years um they had given you. It could either be like a really nice, exciting, big gift, or even just a a macaroni and glue card. <laughs> the one of the the gift, and it's actually gifts because I, I do receive them. I have mm-hmm. um I have a stack of the birthday cards and even father's day yeah. cards that, that that I get from from my kids mm-hmm. and and they they have their 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 name or them trying to put something on paper which is just scribbles even when they're small the, those yeah. are the those are the ones that I, that I I keep because something something else like, like a I know there's been times where my my wife's gone together, a because uh, I, I tell her it's simple for me. Just give me like a twelve pack or something. So she's done it. She she's gotten a a little um, little tray, fills it up with ice, and then puts a six pack for me right there, a twelve pack for me right there. So when I get home, it's on the table, and they say happy birthday or happy Father's Day or anything. Imagine that, if but... uh, uh, real quick, imagine if she came home one day with a six pack of abs. Like let's do a oh. six pack. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's it. But that's not for me. That's for you. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you well, need it, to it, look. And that, and that, and actually, yeah, it would be for me too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but the, those things, those are like the, I, I guess, because I'm, I'm able to see as they, they they progress and change their their style of writing and actually become into something where they do say happy birthday or whatever the occasion might be yeah so, so I, I like that everything else like i was telling you those drinks they they go away they're done and yeah and that's it. Right? the memory is forgotten at that point of what was there but yeah. with with the 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 other little um papers and then things i get from them i i keep those and i put them away in my next to my bed in my nightstand. Yeah, definitely. That's nice. Um, 
I was gonna oh is anybody does anybody in your family are they left-handed or right-handed what's the most dominant um writing hand I, I oh wow that that's actually interesting I I don't think I've really paid attention as much but yeah. I think we're all right-handed I do believe we're all right-handed yeah nice because I, I I'm just so like fijada but in a good way because on my on my snapchat stories i see my friends kids and like uh they'll be writing with their or eating with their left hand and you can tell like that's their more dominant hand and it's just so it's nice seeing growth over time and stuff yeah well i i never really really paid attention like completely to seeing but i i do believe it is it is the right hand okay and speaking of uh, beliefs, do you believe that once a per- person, you know, dies physically here, do you believe that the soul, you know, lives on? Or do you kind of have like a little theory based off of how death goes with life? Wow. Uh, hmm. I, I, I want to say that for me, maybe there was a time that... I believed because there's a lot of a lot of a lot of facts I guess out there for reincarnation. Yeah. Uh, I I guess I a lot I believed about that. Nowadays I kind of want to believe and I'm sticking to. I think when I'm hoping that when you die you just die. Yeah. And you find if you finally are able to just um, rest, not because. Uh-huh. I I I don't want to come back as a people say as a dog or as a, as a bird or anything. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to come back as any of that. But yeah, because dogs uh, don't get toilet paper rations. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you're bringing it back. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Uh, especially those those female dogs that, like you said, that uh, uh, lift their leg and pee it on a tree. It's like, hey, they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> It's funny, yeah, because I've I've thought about that sometimes, and I don't know. I feel like once once people pass, that their soul lives on because there's there's a lot of you know taking care of. At least for me personally, I feel like anybody who has passed, even before like I met them or or just passed during my lifetime, like they keep an eye out for me. I don't know. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, it's it's I mean, just that, crazy to think that that's a good um. I guess that that's a that's a nice that's a great way to 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 put things that that maybe there is some someone out there that's looking out mm-hmm. for you. It 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 be it's definitely cool to have that idea. But I guess I, I've been uh, I I like for me I, I believe I've always believed even since I was a kid. Okay, there's aliens. Yeah. There's way more out there. Oh, for and, sure. Um, I believe those too. Yeah, a, a lot of like, um, what what are they the um, those theories that that oh conspiracy that some, theories the, the conspiracy theories that, that there's a lot of things that we're not being told that that, that uh, things that are being hidden from us. I believe in a lot of that stuff. Now there's so much people now. If you if you go as far as to that there's people that don't even believe that that the world is round, that it's the flat earth. It's yeah. Like, oh my God, there's so so much stuff out there, but I, I'm not I'm not that far out. Right. But I, I do 
there is some things there that contradict each other with as far as we came from monkeys, as far as the Bible says that we were just made. Uh, and I'm not saying anything wrong yeah. or whatever about the Bible, but there's so many things in this Yeah, there's world a lot of holes in, in some of the... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely, because... So, uh, sorry, um, go ahead. I was going to say, just because there, since there's so many holes out there, that, things that contradict each other, it's like you, you're, actually, you're not supposed to to just sit back and say, okay, someone else is right. You have the ability to to be able to make up your own mind. Yeah, for sure. Because um, the other night, uh, Dom and his brother, we were all just talking about it and, and our own little theories. So I'm like, hmm, we have to interview Edgar in a few days. Let me see what he thinks. So <laughs> that's why I kind of brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> But um, for a quick little second, when one of my theories, I guess, was um, that eventually humans like we're going to destroy the earth so bad um, that, you know, where do we put our trash? Eventually, all of that climate's going to catch up and we're going to blow up and there's going to be a little specimen and it's going to turn into a dinosaur and it'll make life happen again. (laughs) See, for, for, for something like this, you should have warned me. Maybe I would have taken an edible earlier. Before I know, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just a bunch of shit that, that I think about that I just wanted to kind of throw in there. But you're right. Yeah. I probably should have let you um uh, think about it a little bit more. <laughs> pop, pop in a gummy and be able to, to, to expand my mind a little bit more for this right? uh, question. Have you ever... Um... I'm sorry, cut off. Have you ever what? Oh, sorry. Uh, have you ever taken an edible? Yeah. What, yeah uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was it? Like a, a crispy treat or a brownie? Okay, the, the first time, and I'm gonna, this is not, this was a while, it was a long time ago. The first time, Yeah. it was a, a rice crispy. Nice. I don't know, maybe it wasn't, uh, maybe it wasn't as, as uh, perfected as it is now. But yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for it to kick in. I was it right takes my forever. Wife. I was waiting with my wife right there, and I told her, "I don't, I don't know. Is it supposed to be this? Because it's nothing." Like okay, mm-hmm. then I, then I uh, had the whole problem of um, I said, "Okay, well m- maybe this is it. I don't feel it. Maybe uh, am I supposed to be uh, uh, getting the munchies or something? Oh, let me make some chicken nuggets <laughs> that are right there for my kids." So yeah. I, I had some chicken nuggets. Then I had a little bit more, and yeah. uh, then I, I I put some um, some uh, of the red hot on them. I'm like, oh, let me let me mm-hmm. try them with some red hot. So I, I tried them. When it finally so you were experimenting in, high. <laughs> yes, when it finally kicked in. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I I was in I I had a bad time in the bathroom. I was throwing it up. I, I had it was oh, one of the shit. worst times. That's why for a very, very, very long time, when anybody said anything yeah. about edibles, I was like, nope, <laughs> not for me, not you know, for me. Ahead. Right? They say the trick is for an edible to kick in, you have to doubt its abilities. You have to say, this shit doesn't work. <laughs> oh, man. And then the next second, you're over there knocked out. Um, Pops and I, so one time I had some, there's this thing called uh, dab, allegedly, right? And yeah, um, it was, it's basically wax. So I figured 
I, my dad goes, you know what? Let's make some brownies. I go, are you, are you serious? He's like, I don't even know how to make them. But, you know, if it's wax, you can maybe put it in the microwave and it'll melt like butter. Yeah. So it did. And we made some brownies and it, it took a while to kick in. <laughs> we, I think we were in the McDonald's like um, drive through line. And once it kicked in, we looked at each other and could not stop laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. we were high for a while. But yeah. No, I, 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 it was one of the worst freaking things that happened to me. Uh, and I was just throwing up and. I think I think I might have ended up on the floor like, oh, my God, let this finish already. Yeah. I, it, it was a really bad, bad, bad trip. Shit. But that's why I, I didn't do anything, any edibles for, for a very long time after that. Mm-hmm. That, um, I did have one kind of bad trip on um, when I took a tab of acid. It was a good trip until I little bit of week towards the end mm. um then i started getting a little paranoid and then eventually i had that bad experience so i could i could sympathize with the bad experience because it kind of takes away from the point yeah. um and then uh, for some reason so the guy that lived in the apartment before adam and i um actually he committed suicide in the attic so i guess he hung himself and um, for some reason, when I had taken that tab of acid and smoked um, during that combination of those two is when I started getting paranoid and, and felt like the house was so haunted. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, I'm not sure if you've ever had like a scary haunt experience, but have you ever witnessed anything that was kind of sort of inex- unexplainable or inexplainable? Well, I have. In that, I have a lot for you, okay? Oh. So you're gonna have to you have to sit back a little bit, okay? But the, the, one right. of the, the light, one of the lighter lighter things, uh-huh. and um, I don't even think I've told my son. Hopefully, he doesn't hear this anytime yeah, soon on, on on this on this episode. But in just like how you you said when you guys moved in, there was someone mm-hmm. when when um back in two thousand. Three, I believe, when um, uh, I started paying on this house because uh, I've been uh, buying this place since 2003, and they had to disclose that um, the person that owned the house before they died in this house, so they, wow. they died here. But it was in, it was uh, natural. If you don't mind me, oh sorry, uh, really quick, if you don't mind me asking, I'm I'm really nosy. What what uh, room did they disclose that? And it was in the, in my son's room. Oh, that's what I'm telling you. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. But... Me, me persine, in just in case. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, well, then they told us that he had died, but he he had died natural causes because he was already older. He had oh, yeah. his um, he had his his bed right here where they were taking care of him, and he just passed in his sleep. Um, so that that happened, and it's been already years and years since uh, since we've known this and yeah. we haven't seen we haven't seen anything but just just want to tie it into the, you said that in your apartment also someone had died mm-hmm. but now in mexico ah, when, shit. I, when we when we <laughs> lived in mexico you know the mex the mexico stories are like some yes crazy stuff they in, still in mexico, haunt me to this day oh my god in, in mexico um we when 
when I was, I want to say about three years old or so, we, we lived in, um, in a, what are called cuarteles, like mm-hmm. where you, where they would, the soldiers would be. Oh. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a place in, in Mexico that for Don Venustiano Carranza, which he was one of the generals and also became a, a president of okay. Mexico at some point, he has the whole, like a, a big area where now it's a museum. It used to be his family's house. Then it also became part of part of the cuarteles where they would house the soldiers. Yeah. But but in the nineties when we were there, my they they let us well whoever was the person, the owner at the time or whatever the city let us live there. My me and my mom and my sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as we took care of the property, you know, make sure that there was no no people staying there or falling asleep or whatever or coming in and. So we maintained the, the area, the place, and we yeah. were there for free. So we okay. were living there, but there was um there was a big statue of this guy right there. And mm-hmm. you would always you I don't know why it always looked like that. The eyes would, would follow you. Yeah. So in the in the back, they were uh, where they a space where they would uh, shoot the people when if they were traitors or if they were bad. Oh, like fu- execution. Yeah, donde los fusilaban, where they would execute them. Yeah. And un- underneath that, there's like a big stage, where uh, a brick stage where they would shoot them. And then underneath that was the, the housing area or where they would um, keep them, the low jails cells, oh. where they would keep them. So a lot of times, even from the area where we were at sleeping further away, you mm-hmm. would sometimes hear... Um, like some yelling or some crying coming from over there and we we would go out me and my sisters would go out to that area underneath and they had the the shackles on the cells where they would hold the people and all that it it was like so many people had died there that that it was something was trapped there yeah so and that's just telling you that's just telling you the things that were there now the things that i I uh, myself felt and I would, I would experience. Um, experience. Yeah. There's a, cu- a couple of times that by the area where my mom would go and wash our clothes, there was a little section, little room. By yeah. there, I was there um, right in front of a little well that there is. And, and all this, this is, this is facts that there is these things because you can go online and you can look them up. Yeah. Uh, the little well that is there by that section where we, my mom would wash our clothes. Uh, I would be there playing with like little little cars or whatever I had there, and mm-hmm. I, I would feel that someone was throwing like little pebbles or little rocks at me. Then I would turn, I wouldn't see anybody till finally it got me either mad or scared, and I would go tell my mom in one of the rooms, and mm-hmm. she would uh, she would tell me I would tell her, well, why is my sister throwing this uh, this stuff at me? Tell her to stop. But my sisters yeah. were there. She's like, no, your sisters are in here. What, what are you talking about? They would go and check For and there real? was nobody there. Nothing was falling off of the trees. It's like something was coming at me instead of falling on me. Yeah. So so a lot of a lot of like those type of things. And we would rotate from rooms in, uh, in one of the sides to the other side of, um, of the halls where they would still keep the soldiers to yeah. admit keep every all the places occupied at some point so when one of the times we were in a different section and there's like a little hall to go into that room i in and the window 
there was spacing where they would shoot the people over there by the cuarteles at the, mm -hmm. the area where they would keep them underneath. Um, right there, it was a dark night and I was walking through in the hall towards the rooms, but you had to go through the hall first where the window was. And there was a big yeah. glare of some kind of a dynamic, that, that, um, some kind of a devil looking thing that was in front there with horns and everything. And it was just staring at me. And I know I didn't move for a while. And then I ran in towards the room and I told my mom that what was that? They looked they looked out the window, they couldn't find anything. I told them I saw something <gasps> with a big head and with horns and everything, but they were telling me, Oh no, it yeah. was nothing. It was nothing, don't worry yeah. about it. And one yeah. of the other most one of the other most creepiest things, we were in um in another section of the house. We were sleeping. And I remember that that someone had a and which is one of the, the, the most used things that mm -hmm. people say whenever they, they, they encounter something. I felt that someone grabbed my feet. Oh, and, shit. Now I'm going to sleep tonight with the cobija oh, on my feet. Oh, no. But, but wait, I'm, I'm, I'm building up to what the, the main thing. OK, I'm building up. Don't. Yeah. So, don't think that's <laughs> it yet. They grabbed my, my leg. Right. I'm like, OK, my foot. So that was scary on itself. So when that happened. I, I told my mom, what's what's going on? And she said, oh, it's probably your sisters. Okay. So I'm like, okay, probably my sisters. Yeah. Then I, gra I grabbed my mom's hand. And for a long time, I would hold my mom's hand to go to sleep. I mean, I was little. I was like three, four years old. I would hold yeah. her hand to go to sleep, which was fine. No problem. No worries. I felt better. I stopped seeing yeah. a lot of things or, or, or anything. I, I it, it got better. But then we moved to... To over here to, to United States here and then Wasco where I'm at. She was able yeah. to move us over here. We moved over here. And um, there was a time that we were a little bit low on our luck. And we had to live with, with a guy that was helping us out. And, mm -hmm. and when we were living there with him, one of the last times that I remember, I told my mom, let me hold your hand. And then she, she would hold my hand. So, you know, because yeah. I guess it became like a safety net to me a safety blanket to me just to hold her hand yeah fell asleep for so, sure all right okay now flashing flashback or flash forward to i want to say about three years ago three or four years ago i told my mom yeah mom remember it was so nice that um when you used to hold we held, i held her hand so i can go to sleep and all this and and then she 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 went like very serious and she told me okay Edgarcito. she calls me Edgarcito. I remember, yeah. you said I would hold your hand. He would go to sleep. Uh -huh. Yes. She would tell me, yes, I held your hand when we were here in the United States, when we were yeah. living living uh, over there because um, you you were having a little bit of trouble going to sleep, so I would hold your hand. But yeah. she said, all the times that you, that you thought or that you said that I was holding your hands and we, uh, hold your hand and you were in Mexico... She said, yeah. I, ne I never held your hand. Whoa, I, I, she Edgar. Said, she said, I never held your hand. When you told me that one time that, that someone uh, touched your leg or tried to push you underneath the blanket, I told you that it was probably your sister's yeah. because I didn't want you to get scared or anything, but I don't know what was happening. But Damn. all those other times, I never held your hand. So she's just telling me right now. 
he said, no, nah, I, nah, I don't want to hold your hand. <laughs> she, she, she was telling me I never held your hand when we were over there. So if you were feeling something that someone was holding your hand, maybe you thought maybe you were doing it to yourself to be to feel inside comfortable. Yeah. But she said, I never held your hand. So I'm thinking honestly, like, oh, shit, are you Whoa. for real? Because this this feels like one of the like a, a movie or something. Yeah, like that, you got to be kidding me, right? Yeah. So she she did. She told me that she never held my hand. So at this point, was I making that up myself just to be able to to cope with something? I don't yeah. I don't know. But someone was holding my hand. I remember having my hand held. And after yeah. that, nothing nothing else happened anymore. I wasn't uh, scared anymore, and I wasn't seeing these things or hearing these things anymore. So whatever was holding my hand must have been helping because made me feel like everything was fine. Damn. Even even just talking about it, it kind of like oh, kind of like freaks me. Yeah, out it brings those feelings back, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, and that's it's crazy. Because go ahead. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's a it's a true thing. My wife was there when she was telling me, and oh my god, I I was like, wait, am I am I dreaming right now? You cannot be telling me that you didn't really hold my hand because I was there. I someone was holding my hand. Yeah, and that kind of ties into earlier when when we were kind of saying like, what what do you believe happens to to you after you die? Maybe it was one of your angels on the other side like comforting you who knows yeah. but holy sh- that's a story yeah thank you for yeah, sharing that because you definitely didn't have to and it's it leaves a, like a vulnerability and that that takes a lot to share no it, it's Damn. um it, it, it's something where you know what if if these things happen or if something happens to you and you're able to to just give someone else an idea of what people have gone through. Mm-hmm. Put, I'm going to put it out there. I'm pretty sure maybe someone that, that hears this is going to say, hey, something like that happened to me too. So we, yeah. we're all, we, even though we are not living in the same place and living around each other, we've all had a lot of similar um, things that have happened to us. And this might be one of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I know the stories could go on and on when we hear about Mexico and scary stories. Paranormal <laughs> stuff, yeah. Yes, definitely. So it's crazy to think about. And I know Pops and I have had talks where we're like, you know, hey, like, what do you believe in, bro? And and one of the things that really stuck with me, it's crazy because sometimes people don't really believe in you know the bible or god or angels and stuff but if there's clear signs of evil there has to be good out there so who knows you know think what you will but it's crazy what what could be out there yeah definitely that, that's why i was telling you that we're, we're all able we're all able to believe what we want to believe we can do our homework on it don't don't just believe mm-hmm. what someone tells you yeah definitely all right. Well, um, this, um, it's already gonna be like thirty minutes, and Buzzy's time kind of went a little over. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can go ahead and you know wrap this up. It was it was really nice talking to you and getting into your mindset, and you know hearing stories. That's what I really love about podcasts. We're able to share things from our lives and hope people that that can relate and stuff. You know. 
All right, definitely. And I, I'm still waiting for that as that uh, ASMR. Uh, where sure, that's where right. is it at? Real quick, let me let me do it right now. Actually, what's this? That was <clears throat> that was a box or something that you moved around, <laughs> rattled around. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating um, peanut M and M's. The one Buzz was choking on earlier. <laughs> oh, there you go. Not the same one, but <laughs> <laughs> not the same one. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be fun at all. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for tuning into my ASMR. Um, and I'm gonna just go ahead and sign out, telling you guys, you know how my abuelita always says, "Que Dios te bendiga." All right. And Edgar, do you have a, a little slogan or something? <laughs> um. Well, everybody, please uh, think of the. The, the, the good times that happen in your life. Sit back and be able to tell your family and people around you, hey, we're all doing okay. These are the good times, guys. Wise words from Edgar. Thank you again. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Chicano-ish, episode 44. I'm right here with my guy, Edgar Alviso. Edgar, say what's up. Hey, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? All right, pretty good. So, like I was saying earlier, it's pretty cool for you to talk with each and each and every one of us and kind of pick our mind and, you know, just be able to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you instead of everyone, you know, jumping in and hijacking the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> definitely um, yeah i i appreciate it man everybody uh it, it was a good conversation with, with uh, both buzz and beans yeah and that's the thing like if if you don't like history and skating just fast forward and listen to britney and if you hate stupid girls talking just fast forward <laughs> to me Right? Don't say that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's right here. She's listening. Yeah. But, but no, you and I are closer in age, right? How old are you? Well, I, I don't know how closer in age, but yes, I am. I'm 38. 38. I'm 40. Oh, you know, there you go. See? Yeah. So you know, we're we we might have a little more in common than 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 them, right? We're actually going to be closer in age because in uh, next month, in under a month, I will be 39. So we'll be about a year apart. Damn, bro. You, you're you catching up to me, man. What the fuck? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm going to pass you. So, hey, at least you don't have the, the problem that I have, man. My My beard over the past three years is it, fucking turning all fucking white, man. I'm getting there. But like me, I'm I got I'm fucking 40, man, and I got more salt than pepper on my fucking beard, bro. <laughs> At least you got a beard. I can't even grow a full beard. Man, I hate this shit, bro. I I wish I didn't have to worry about this shit. No. Well, then th that's why there's dye so you can dye it, hair dye. If you ever if you ever need a full nice full beard, you can do that. Yeah, but I'm lazy, bro. I don't know. I'm not me. 
but I, I I learned the I learned the trick, pops. I learned the trick. Um, when I was in um in Hemet, went to go do do a video shoot with um, MC Magic yesterday, hypnotic. The the girl that um that was doing the makeup, the makeup artist, when she was working on me, she grabbed um I believe it was mascara, and she touched up my the part of my beard to take away the white and make it nice and um, and you know so it can pop out and full so using mascara on your beard on the white part of it or as much as you can is going to give you that full beard you were looking for what the fuck i'm telling you why didn't i know this shit i i don't know it just it blew my mind when she was doing it bro but what about when my wife is, I'm finishing her fucking mascara like in three days. <laughs> she might get a little suspicious, man. <laughs> ask, ask, ask Brittany for hers. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Bro, I'm going to try that shit. A ver que dice mi wife when she gets home. Oh, see, she, she, you're going to tell her Edgar said to use your mascara. She's not going to like that. Bro, I see me limpio. That's what I do. I'll be like, oh, fucking, hey, Edgar said I should do it. You know, kind of like with the Rockbuster 3000. The Rockbuster? No, it's not the Rockbuster. It, it is the, it's the, it was the Roadcaster 3000. Yeah, the fucking Roadcaster Pro, bro. I had to. We had to lobby and shit and, and, and ask, you know, ask our listeners to to hit my wife up and she got she finally got tired of it and she's like she's like, Why are all your fucking friends fucking messaging me to get you the Rockbuster three thousand? <laughs> so I'm telling you, I I thought we were gonna have to start a GoFundMe for you. Bro. Yeah, but I I really can't afford it because I gotta pay my kids a hundred bucks per episode. Per episode, so, that that's already forty four episodes. You know how much money that is? I'm not even gonna do the math. I'm just telling you, it's a lot of money. Bro, why do you think it's taking so long to fucking get the roadcaster? But oh. now one of the things that that we have in common is that we love podcasts. And we listen to you know some of the some of the same ones, um, and what what is it that you like about podcasts, dude? I I like podcasts because uh, I'm able to get to know you, and well, you and whoever I'm listening to, whether it, it'd be like I, I, even though they don't know me, but I know already. Uh, like that's the fellas, the, those guys there. It seems like I've I've been in those conversations, and I'm just sitting in that room. I'm a I'm a fly in that wall, with the uh, with a state Chicano shuffle. The guys there. I, I mean, now I've been I've been talking to more to este Fernie and to Ramon. But it's like if I I start a conversation with with someone, and I started from where it was left off. You know from what was already talked about in the podcast. They, you get this feeling of getting to know these uh, like-minded people that you might not have ever known or gotten to talk to without podcasting. Yeah, definitely. One of the one of the things that we were talking about 
a while back was how like podcasts and podcasters they they seem like if you they're reachable like if you send them a message you know it's like oh shit they're you know a human they're they're a, a person that's just like me it could be a like a cousin one of my homies or this guy reminds me of you know my brother or sepake and like you were saying that they're they're kind of like celebrities to us yeah man ahorita uh, all of these all these other people uh Denzel Washington or Tom Cruise or whatever they, they I know they're 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 celebrities because because they have money but does that really make you the the celebrity in in someone else's eye I I feel that the people that I I have gone um, in contact with now and it's awesome that they're reachable like that by a message or whatever I I think that you your your kids your your wife as they a uh, flashback with the homies everybody there uh i think that they are to me the celebrities now because uh, i feel that i would like to be in that position i know i'm, I'm not going to start a podcast anytime soon there's there's so much to to it and i applaud you guys for doing it but i, I look at you guys and i think hey those are the people i want to talk to not to the people that that would were in the movies before this 2020 pandemic has made a, a lot of changes in the way that people think and i think one of those changes in how i think and how i feel is that that i see you guys more as the the celebrities than than someone that's out making that extra stupid amount of money and not being reachable i want to be able to have someone that mm-hmm. i feel comfortable with and i feel that hey i could some day do that and be able to talk to them and I do I've talked to you guys and it's awesome. Yeah, definitely cuz I feel the same way. Now one of the one of the reasons why we started the podcast is like my top three that I would listen to was As the Fellas, Pura Cultura and Chicano Shuffle. Those were my first three and I'm like bro i love this shit like you feel like like you're one of their friends and you're just listening and you know so much about them and i would listen to them for months like back to back episodes and i started getting to know them and every once in a while i'll shoot a message to you know pura cultura or ask the fellas and be like bro that was a dope ass episode you know i would share a little bit you know they would share a little bit and and they they were the ones that in, inspired us and then like este the new latino podcast with este uh Alfred Robles yeah i i, I was like fredo Alfred, like yeah Alfred <laughs> Yeah. He he did a he did one with his girlfriend and it was funny how el you know he was all brusco and shit and she was like delicate and and I'm like wait that's kind of like Britney. 
like you know pero Britney's a little more outspoken and I'm like bro why why don't we do one and it those are the ones that inspired us but then once I started listening to those it's like then you learn about you know flashback with the homies fucking um thanks for the invite um no ranting father, no with, problem no father no problem ranting with ramos um mindless digital yeah dave um, dave jokes like you know he he reaches out you know we text we we talk and just just the fact that you know they welcomed me that's that's kind of what made it easier and and I'm like me and my kids we got a a pretty cool relationship and it's something that not a lot of people have like there's people that don't have their mom or their dad or even both yeah now one of the reasons I think me and you connected really good was you know I you know I lost my parents at the age of six. Um, so, you know, not having a father was, was really, was really big. And I made so many mistakes that I feel that if I would have had the right guidance, I wouldn't have been in, in gangs. I wouldn't have been looking for, for family, for, for love. And I didn't grow when I grew up a little more. I didn't want my kids to have to go through that and my wife, you know, she shared that same idea and we've been together since 1996 so you know <laughs> but like I said, you know, you grew up with no father. You yeah. know, no father no problem or <laughs> Yeah, no, no father. There was a, a couple of problems, but hey, they they fixed themselves. I learned from them. Hey, you you think uh, fucking Frank and Chinook should uh, change it to no father? You know, some problems or yeah, I you know what we're gonna have to um, uh, put up a, a poll to try and get him to change the name, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no father. A few, a plenty of fucking problems. Yeah, pro- problems are out there. You gotta be able to to push through them or uh, make something better out of them. But problems are there, definitely. But now it, it's funny because I heard of you before I even knew who you were. I so for for the listeners, you did a couple of podcasts that that I remember. And it was episode 92 of Pura Cultura, Growing Up Undocumented. And then the Mega Man podcast, episode 159, where it was you and Marcos from Carnalismo. Yeah. So if anyone's listening to this and you want to know, like, the full story, you know, go back and listen to those. Those are pretty cool. And, I, you know, I, I didn't want to talk to you and be like, Oh, you know, share the same information that you know those podcasts have, but instead, yeah. it's like we wanted to get to know you a little better. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I mean, it, there's also uh, recently 
I know all these podcasts that are in our circle, in our community, that they're they're awesome. But you know, being able to also reach out to to other people that want to hear what we've gone through is good because I uh, recently there there's another um, podcast. It's called the General Public Podcast with Bam Bam, and uh, I, I was on there with him also, talking to him, having a conversation on his and it's uh, it's his the latest episode it's uh mexico from mexico to the u.s uh, a lot of people there from canada haven't they don't know what we've gone through and maybe by letting them know and sharing with them it, it makes a difference on how other people are able to view what we go through here and in california or around the places where we've been living at even there where you're at it, it's 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 so good to be able to to share things with people because it it helps and it becomes uh, like therapy when you talk to someone about something that you've been through it, it helps inside of you to deal with it and I guess that's one of the biggest things that I do like about podcasts also that you can it can help you just by talking to someone yeah definitely and I listened to that podcast. And you think, you know, he's a Canadian and, you know, you look at him and you're like, oh, he's white. But his grandparents went through a lot of the same things that our parents went through, being discriminated because you didn't speak English or you didn't live the American way. So he... I, I thought it was interesting how much you had in common with him and and not only that, but how he viewed you. He was like, when he thought of California, he just thought L.A. And yeah, like, exactly. That's what, I, that's what I heard on there. I was listening. He's like, oh, so you're from L.A. And you're like, uh, not not really. <laughs> you know? I'm like from, uh, a couple hours from L.A., but... <laughs> Yeah, but to, to him, I guess to 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 people like that that are so further away, anywhere in the California area is like people are so close to LA. So I I understand that I I saw it I I I understand what he was trying to say. Yeah, no, that was that was a cool interview and or a cool conversation. I'm I'm looking forward to the next episode. Oh like, yeah, with part with part two with him. So how many parts is it going to be? Is it two? No, with him, it's, three. him it's just three out of this one, definitely, yeah. But with him, I, I think it's just going to it's going to be broken down into into two. And uh, I think I'm, at some point I'm also going to record with this guy. He's all, his, his, his friend. He's also from Canada, Andy G. They're, they're good people. Just in, even since they're not in our, how I said, in, in our area or even in our circle of people, it's nice to be able to let someone else know what you've gone through and then look at each other's differences, but at the same time, similarities. Yeah, definitely, bro. I, I, I like episodes like this. And especially when it's some like you, fucking Edgar David Alviso. <laughs> David Alviso. Yeah. Another David. But... It, even my even my son, as I was telling you, his name is uh, Adam David. So, and I mean, it goes off of my real dad. I know I shouldn't uh, 
probably have done that. But since I'm Edgar David and his name was David and my son now is Adam David, I guess it's a way to show that the line has improved, you know, of David's. Definitely, bro. I remember when when me and my wife were, before we were thinking of getting married, or like even a little before that, I told her, I'm like, would it would it be so bad if I name to yours? And that's a thought that I actually thought about, bro. Now, now I I have no contact with my father. Um, I don't like him. I'll never talk to him. Like, but the bitterness doesn't doesn't eat at me because. The fucked up thing, as fucked up as it sounds, if he wasn't alive, if he didn't make me, I wouldn't be here. So even though I don't like that motherfucker and, you know, I'll never talk to him, I, you know, it's not something that eats away at me. I'm improving, you know, the the Lopez name. (laughs) It, It could use some help. And you know what? I'm I'm making, I'm changing that last name around and and yeah. turning all that bullshit into positive. Uh, no, that's, that's that's real good, man. I I I talked to to my wife a while back about about the whole time machine. If you had the whole time machine, would you travel back and change anything in your in your life? And I think for us, I guess we both. Um, decided on we would not have changed anything after being married even though we've gone through our 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 problems we've had and issues and things we wouldn't but before that maybe that's when we would have had fun but yeah like how we've talked before i i guess my time traveling days were done after (laughs) i got married yeah definitely and I think Fernie said that he was like, "Yeah, once once I had kids, man, my my time my time traveling days are over." And yeah, I agree with that because one of the things, one, I mean, the most important thing to me in this whole planet is my family, and you know, I I get emotional anytime we <clears throat> anytime we spend Thanksgiving together. Anytime they're opening up their Christmas present, you know, my wife to this day, she'll get them Easter baskets, even though they're fucking 20 fucking 25. What the fuck? (laughs) 21. (laughs) So to me, family is the most important thing. What about you, Edgar? (laughs) Family is is, is one of the biggest. I don't know if it, it... it has been a very uh, common thread throughout my conversation with you guys that uh, at any point um, you, you take away my family and, and I think, I don't know, I, I think I'm, I'm done. That, that'd be it for me because my wife, she's, she's to me the, my, my, my backbone, you know, she'd be able to, to make me feel happy and sad at the same time is who, who does that to you, you know? My kids are are able to to make me feel like if something that I'm I'm doing my 
going to work and coming home is so fulfilling. Um, of course, like everybody, I know there's, there's so much things that, that we can do in our lives, but I think a part of, of my journey is to bring these three kids with my wife into this world and see their future, be able to, to know that they have, like you said, better, better the name, better what I'm giving them, which is the last name, Alviso. My dad left and, you know, good for him. He's, he's somewhere in, in Texas. I don't know exactly where, but good for him. But for me to be able to push the, my kids is going to be able to strengthen my part of, uh, of the tree, which I'm giving them that last name of Alviso. Bro, and I think him being in Texas is punishment enough, bro. <laughs> yeah, think... for real, huh? <laughs> He's over there like fucking, fucking just miserable. He probably knows Dave jokes. They're probably they probably have a drink at the same uh, at the same bar now. Yeah, I I think Dave jokes is probably telling them jokes and. Dave jokes is the only one laughing at his own jokes. Yeah, you know what? I I, I think so. <laughs> but like you were saying with your wife, my wife, here's the thing. If if you were gonna write a book about me right now, it would be a different book than let's say if my wife is the one who who motivated me and and made me a better person um what some people don't know when when I was living in California I was I was gang banging hard um you know doing all the gang banging shit um and I was locked up and then I got out 15 months after but one of the things that I wasn't able to see Brittany be born, and that's something that that really affected me because she went to visit me when Brittany was like, I'm not sure, you know, it could have been three, four, five months. Yeah. And and when I held her, bro, I cried like a bitch, like not like like a like a punk. You know, <laughs> I was crying like a man, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. like a tough ass motherfucker, bro. I was crying like a tough ass motherfucker. There, there, there were some tough tears coming down, <laughs> bro. Tough as fuck, and I, <laughs> I was so sad because something that I created and and my wife, she was there through the whole journey. She, bro, I had a stack of letters, like a shitload of letters. And once once I got out, I started gangbanging again. And we were we had broken up for about two weeks. And she came to visit me and said, "I'm going to Wisconsin, and 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 uh, what is it? In a couple of days." Yeah. And I'm like, "Here I go again, crying like a tough ass man again." <laughs> I realized that. I couldn't live without her. I didn't want to, I couldn't live without my daughter. And the thing is, she was pregnant at the time. 
So, me, like a fucking chicle, me pegué. And I asked her if I could, if I could come with her. And, and she said, yeah. So, we came out here and, you know, we moved in with her stepsister and, you know, we weren't really wanted. Well, I know I wasn't because I wasn't part of the original deal. Yeah. But we came here and, bro, we struggled so fucking much. We didn't have our family. Um, I wasn't used to being out on my own. And, and my wife, the most humble person, the the most beautiful person, bro. Cause I remember when we first came out here and it was cold. It was in, in the winter and we didn't know about the winter, you know, how tough it was. So we're, you know, in fucking sweaters that we bought like, Oh, this will be good. Yeah. And bro, she's pregnant with my daughter with a little sweater and she would go to the store and like, you know, it was a few blocks away, but she's out there in the cold, like to bring back food. So, you know, so we could make, so I could have my lunch or the kids to eat. And she's been there through the worst times. And that's why to this day, like if she wants it, she gets it, bro. She wants this done. You whatever you want, and I don't, I don't, I don't have uh, any complaints about it, ni nada. Yeah, no, it's it's so good being able to to have that person that that completes you by me with the uh, with my wife, even when well, because I lived here in Wasco, and then I went to Vegas to start a business with my brother. And it was a, a carpet cleaning, mold remediation, crime scene cleanup, duct cleaning. And we were doing so good. And like two years later, I ended up moving to Reno to expand the, the little business we were doing and working with the home builders to the, for the new houses. And anytime they would have issues, you know, they would call me 24 hours and I would get calls at, at uh, about two o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. And I would get up and um, go take the, the van to do the water extraction from the, from the carpets and cut up some of the sheetrock from the houses so it wouldn't give the, the problems, leave the fans going so it could dry up the, the water and everything. And she would wake up with me like nothing. I'd tell her, just stay home, babe, I got it. No, she would wake up and go with me. She'd be there bringing me the hoses to the to the wand to the machine to be able to extract the water and then i would i would cut up the carpet and she would bring the bags to put the carpet in and then she would haul the bags out to the van and oh man she she was doing all this uh, at two three o'clock sometimes we would get home like a six seven in the morning and without a problem she would just go and go to sleep with me and wake up and she would want to go with with work with me too it's someone that can be there with you through through all that and at any time not make faces or anything and, and be upset for it. 
it's like her her being there showed me that my struggle was her struggle and and it makes you a better couple better marriage it makes so, someone show that she's so strong that i i know i can't i can't i could not have done what i've done so far without her bro that's <clears throat> that's beautiful right there bro um you know i'm not <laughs> You know, not to sound all, you know, like, oh, well, it's it's know, beautiful a in tough, a tough way. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> that's beautiful as fuck, bro. You there know? you go. That that's it. <laughs> but like, like me and my wife, I actually met her through a picture that was at a homegirl's house, and we were kicking it in the hood, and and I saw a picture of her, and I was like, damn, you know, like hook me up, like I I need. I need to meet her. <laughs> and and when I saw her, I'm like, bro, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Like, let me shoot my shot, right? Yeah. And I reached out and she she was mad that you know that they gave my phone num- that they gave me her phone number. But the more she got to know me, I think she saw that you know what? He's He's got the clothes. He's, you know, he's a pelon. You know, he's a gangbanger. Pero my heart wasn't, bro. Like, if I'm being real, like, you know, all of that was something that was just taking up time. And and I was just looking for love. And I I found it with her. Now, that was in 96. And... Like I said, you know, we're still together and, you know, she's still putting up with, with my punk ass. Um, your but, tough ass? Yeah, I'm a tough ass punk. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Pero, like, how did you meet your wife? Well, with us, I, I know you said you were able to, to see her in a picture and say that you wanted to meet her or you wanted your shot, but with me, I Back when um, we we everybody started doing the whole online connecting and networking, I put my my email on uh, this website called uh, brownpride.com. and it was just for like pen pals and things like that. And then she she found it, she saw it, and started messaging me. And we would message back and forth and talk to each other. After we, after she gave me her phone number, I called her, and this was the time that you had to call after nine o'clock, so you can have free, free calling, long distance calling, and all that. Because she, she was in Oregon, and I was here in California. So little by little, we were talking, and then uh, we would send each other. The first time we saw each other was through a picture, like a lie, like a, like a real actual picture that we sent through mail. So that's when we started knowing how we looked like and everything. But I guess the same way she told me when we were on the phone that one of the first times, uh, she said, don't, don't, um, no, don't, don't worry or don't trip if I end up falling in love with you. And she, she did. And I did also. So after like four or five months, I ended up taking that drive to Oregon it was like a 14 almost 15 hour drive drove over there and 
talked to her. Saw her in real person. Her, I had talked to her parents beforehand and told them that I was going to go. Now, at that time, um, she was a little younger than me because she's four years younger than me. And uh, I was about I was about 21 or so, so you can make the math there when we met each other. And uh, after that, we started talking and we would talk on the phone. Then we finally waited till about, I was in Reno at the time and uh, she was about to graduate high school. Uh, She was 19 years old when she graduated, about to graduate high school. And the two days, I believe a day before, she graduated high school, we got married. Then she had her last day, then they had a graduation. And then after that, we drove to Reno where we started our life together. But we started with a green love sofa in the living room of the apartment I had and an air mattress and a, a TV, a flat screen TV that I had just bought. It was actually one of those rent to own type places, but it was a flat screen TV was new at the time because flat screens were just coming out. A love sofa, a green love sofa, and an air mattress. That's all we had when we started. Bro, that's that, that's beautiful in a tough way, bro. Oh, man, it is. Nah, in the nah, toughest nah. way ever. <laughs> now, now, the you already know where I'm going with this, but I know the struggle of moving into a house and everything in there was, hey, do you want my old mattress? Do you want my old TV? I got an microwave in the basement I don't need. And everything was a hand-me-down. But yeah. the the one thing that I think is the most important thing of all is love, bro. Yeah, But in a in a tough way, right? Yeah, in the <laughs> toughest way ever possible. Um, yeah, because go ahead. No, because you could you could have fucking a million dollar home with fucking gold fucking fixtures y toda la madre. But if you don't have love, man, you you don't have shit. Yeah. That's 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 so true. Cause when when um, 2008 hit, well, I'm sorry, when 2006 hit, and um, throughout that time things were starting to get bad for the housing economies, the economy. Uh, we were having less and less work, so we decided. Hey, well, I already ha- had a house here in in um, in Wasco, in California, since about 2003. So paying mortgage there and then paying an apartment over there in Reno, what we ended up doing was we, after a year living in Reno, we just came to live here at the house. Now, when we got over here in Reno, it was uh, like one of those luxury apartments. It was nice. We had the the whole workout room and the pool and the, the jacuzzis. They had everything. It was nice. But then we came here to start where, uh, pretty much start our life in our house and Everything, like you said, was 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 hand me down at that point. My I had a bed here. There was a bed I had here before I had left to Vegas and Reno, and um, there was an I there there I returned that other TV back because it was a rent to own, and got another TV. But we still here. Everything was 
I guess it didn't feel like ours because we didn't start here. We started in Reno. So slowly to, to year by year change out carpet, paint, and get it the way we felt that it was our home. It all takes time. I hope when there's people out there and they get married and they expect for things to be perfect since the beginning, it's really not. It takes a lot of hard work in both parts to be able to have something that uh, both people can be proud of and happy with. Yeah, bro. Now, I remember one of our first car was a 1992 um, este Cougar. Who makes Cougar? I Cougar. Uh, was it Plymouth? Uh, a Mercury or Ford? Mercury. Mercury. Oh, yeah, Mercury. Yeah. But they're all they're all in the same, right? Mercury, yeah. Plymouth, they're all. But I I believe a, they were they were on the same. It was a '92 Cougar. The whole bottom was rough. Porque acá, you know, there's salt and snow, and yeah. the the windows didn't work. Like you, if you went to the drive-through, you would have to open the door. Um, it was a ugly fucking car. Y, y, Corría bien, bien acelerado, like, like it was just waiting to fuck up. Now, yeah, I, I bought it for five hundred, right, me and my wife, and you know, nos duró for a couple years, you know, before we started, you know, getting better cars and and all that. But here's what I think of my wife being as beautiful as she is, and she deserves so much more. And the fact that she stayed with my broke ass, you know, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm so appreciative. And, like, now, you know, she had her her Lexus. She traded it in. She got a Mercedes. Then she traded that Mercedes. Now she has a brand new one. And, one, she deserves it. Pero también now she's working. And, you know, we're making, you know, we're making the same amount of money and bro i wish i could give her so much more but like what was one of your first cars that you remember like okay. when you live with her okay um <clears throat> before be, right before we got married and when i went to go see her one of the times because we actually saw each other about five times before we got married in person. So those people that say that they dated like 10 years before they got married. Well, I just saw my <laughs> wife like five times before we got married in person. Uh, but one of those last times I, I was driving a, 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 a it was a GMC truck, a, a short cab, but we didn't get to be, be together when uh, I had that truck. When we actually got married right before I went and I traded my truck and I it was it was a two year old um, vehicle, but it was I was happy with it. I had just got a, a a two year old Jaguar. I had a Jaguar that I was driving around in. Um, Damn, baller, yeah, man. man. I it was it was a real nice car. <laughs> um, it was a Jaguar that uh that I thought, oh, I'm gonna be married. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a family man and have a, have a car <laughs> like that. So I got that car, and I don't know if maybe after a while that uh, I figured out, I guess the people that when I bought it, maybe they, it was one of those things where 
te vieron cuando ibas entrando, like they saw you, because it became it became a show, man. It was such a nice car, but it looked nice, but everything was starting to mess up on it. The 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 shifter broke on me once when we were up in the mountains in, in Lake Tahoe, and I had to call a friend to help me. The the heater was messing up, and one of the times that we went to go visit our family in uh, in uh, in Oregon, I I don't know how stupid this was, dude. But now I know now I know I shouldn't have done it. But we we got went to the camping section in Walmart, and we got one of those little heater things that you connect those little small tanks to on the bottom, yeah. and we used it like that going there so the the windshield can defrost. But then I start thinking, oh, my God, we could have freaking died from that carbon <laughs> monoxide poisoning or something. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's so it's stupid things that you, you end up going through and then you think back and you're like, oh, wow, that was not a good idea. But it, it was a nice car. It looked nice, but it ended up being a shell of a car, man. It was not, it was not the shit at the end when everything was breaking down on it. So I ended up getting rid of that one. But even though it was a nice looking car to begin with, but just like you, it ended up being a pile of shit, man, where I'm glad <laughs> she stuck stuck by me through that. What what color what color was it? It was like a grayish. It was like a grayish, kind of grayish green. Damn, bro. That's probably why you got it. You're like, oh fuck, bro. Look at that shit, man. The color is nice as fuck. <laughs> No, dude, it, it was it was a nice looking car, man. It, it it I thought it was awesome, but not the insides. At least that car itself. Yeah, they saw me coming up to that uh to to that dealership. They're like, "Esto lo vamos a hacer menso." Yeah, no, we don't have to. Ya está menso. Fuck ya está, look, at him. look at this fool. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess maybe I was. I could, because I, I guess I could say I've always wanted to be a husband and a dad, since not having my dad around, I always wanted to, to better the, I guess what happened with me, make it, you know, make it not keep going because of me. So I, I wanted to change that. So I wanted to be a dad and I wanted to be a husband, but I, I thought, hey, a husband needs a car like this and and be able to to provide this and all that it is it was harder and tougher than what i thought but hey no it you're able to learn from everything that happens in your life and i know i did i do my research on a vehicle if i'm getting a vehicle if it's not a new one because more than often i have new cars for my wife but i try and get myself something maybe slightly used just so the payment could be lower and i could be able to have something better for the family yeah. But I learned after that time. Definitely, bro. Now, this this episode's gonna be long as fuck, but that's okay. We're me and you are already at forty seven minutes right now, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I, we, I think what we have to do is make up for last week, right? Yeah, that's that's what people don't know. We recorded a full episode, but the quality was kind of bad and. It didn't sound it didn't sound good, so yeah. that's why we we decided to do this format, man. But yeah, bro, I 
I think we covered a lot of shit. And Definitely. Everybody's all bored now. They're changing it. They're not even going to get to the end of this. No, it's going to be one of those episodes where you're like, oh, fuck, I got to listen to it for two days or some shit like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, Edgar, I want to thank you for, for coming on to our podcast. And thank you for for all the kind words, for all the... DMs, you know, when something you can relate to and and you know, you give us a little shit and you know, we laugh at it and you know, it's it it feels nice to know that that you guys you know, appreciate us and I want to make sure that I tell you and everyone that listens that I appreciate them as well. Yeah. No, no, thank you. I I appreciate it, and I'm honored just uh, being able to talk to you guys. Like I said, you guys are my celebrities, all right? <laughs> no, bro, don't give me a big head, man. What the hell? No, no I, I want to give you enough of a big head that you can't even go through the to the doorway to get to the other room. Bro, that, I will see ahorita I can get out of the room when, when, when we're finished. Yeah, just wait just wait for your wife to, to get home, and then she's going to burst that bubble. Yeah, nah. She's going to tell you, David, go and throw out the trash. And you're going to tell her, but I'm a celebrity, Edgar said, so not in this house. No, fuck no. She's the boss, bro. Yeah, definitely, but, man. But like I said, I want to thank you. And I think it's time that we sign out. I'm going to sign out from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like I always do. My name is Pops, and I'm reminding you guys to stay up and stay down, homies. All right. And uh, everybody, hopefully you guys can uh, take a uh, time every once in a while and, and remember to all your kids or your family members, these are the good times because there's plenty and far in between that happens. So everybody, these are the good times, all right? Bye. All right, bro. Oh. Uh, See you later, bro. Peace out. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.